November 25, 2020. It's a lot for Pedro Show.
Life of okay. Pedro Show. Happy Wednesday. I think it's the last Wednesday of November. Brother Matt at the Love Grotto on the Pleasure Point a couple miles south because we're still in quite quarantino mode. But I am not totally man alone. There's those engineers in Estonia with their Skype invention. I got Mr. Richard Lloyd with me. Check um, I was thinking of the Civil War thing, uh, Chickamauga, but, but Chattanooga is the town. That's right. Chattanooga is the town, and Chickamauga is nearby where they had a big battle, I guess. Right. In the Civil War. Yeah, 150, 160 years ago. Hopefully, we don't have any more of those. Yeah, I was thinking that myself. Uh, hopefully, we won't have one of those in our future. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, oh, I should tell the people we heard uh, John Coltrane and Miles Davis doing two bass hit. Oh, yeah? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Richard, you'll hear the music when you hear the show because I put it on digitally. That's good stuff. People don't pay no attention behind the man behind the curtain here. <laughs> yeah, I wore out my copy of, uh, no, I, can't, I just lost the title. Yeah, two bass hit. Da, da, burns, da, da, da. The, burns the music down or bitches grew. Oh, or, yeah. Yeah. That's great stuff. That's a little later. This is uh, more in the 50s. And then we heard from you, should have known better. Right, from alchemy. Right, right. Uh, Richard, what's your... First, first off, I got to say, I read your book in three days. Everything is combustible. It's such a great... And, and especially people, I, I, I recommend, if you're into music or just a story of a life, <laughs> a, a journey, you know, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's a fun read. It's a fun, fun to write. Yeah, I mean, I blew through it, but... I couldn't put right. it down. I couldn't put it down. I, I loved it. I loved oh, it. That's so sweet of you to say. Yeah. Thank you. For one thing, Glad you got a it. you got a great style. It's it's econo. It's right to the point, like Mr. Hemingway or something. Uh huh. Well, I used voice a voice recognition software package, and I didn't actually type. I hate to type. I'm not very good at it. And when you type, it slows everything down. Yeah. So I talked the book. Oh wow! Kind of. I don't want to. I was I was on a PC and uh, used something called Dragon Naturally Speaking. Okay, I don't want to use this word too strongly, but you dictated it. Yeah, I dictated <laughs> it. That's absolutely correct. Here, okay, for the people who haven't read the book, but I want everybody to go read it because you 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 start way back with your earliest. For, for listeners here, can you give your earliest musical recollection? Well, it was um, playing a little baby piano, 28 keys, but it was in tune and a very nice little baby piano. And I remember I would play it, and when I was like, oh, three, two, three, four, and I went to my mom and I said, uh, can you teach me how to play chords, you know, on the piano? Because I could play two notes would always sound good together, but three you know you never knew so she said oh Richard I don't know how to play the piano I asked your grandmother so I asked her and she said oh Richard I'm sorry I don't know how to play the piano and nobody did and I asked for lessons but we were dirt poor and they couldn't afford them but so you... that was that was my first you know I used to play one note and just listen to it subside and thinking in my mind well it's fading but it never really goes to nothing Somewhere, it's still playing, like Spinal Tap. Yeah, that's resonance. Yeah, uh, right. Now, this was in New Jersey, right? What was in New Jersey? 
It was uh, Pittsburgh. Oh, it was in Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. I, I was born in That's Pittsburgh. right. That's right. That's right. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Okay. Okay. My memory is terrible sometimes, like lots of times. So, so I'm sorry. So, but you, you know should... what, what? You know what, Mike? What? It's a very interesting thing I've found out that since I wrote the book, I don't have to remember those stories anymore. <laughs> you know? It's like write it down and then forget about it. That's a great, great, great point. Great point. But, uh, I mean, to, to remember back to two and three years old, that's good memory. Yeah, it's always been with me. That kind of core, I guess, identity of I, you know, in this strange body that couldn't, uh, you know, didn't obey me. <laughs> right. And right. Uh, I was trapped in it, you know, had to make the best of it, still doing that. Yeah, that's part of the shift that you got to pull. I, okay, what about at, at school? Did you have any music at school, like the, the choir or the marching band or shit like that? No. When I was about 10, I started playing drums. And I got like a snare drum for Christmas and then a cymbal for Easter and then, you know, something for my birthday. And uh, it was about three years I played the drums. And then uh, as when I got the final pieces of the kit, I was switching to guitar, so I can still play a little bit of drums. Oh, man. Yeah, you know, if you can play drums, you can play anything, right? That's the heart, especially rhythm yeah, music. Gave me good. gave me a good clock, internal clock. What steered you to the guitar? Oh, man, I was searching for something that... I mean, I saw the Beatles on Ed Sullivan, and I couldn't figure out in my in my scientific mind what was do, making this huge sociological movement, you know, worldwide, Beatlemania. I mean, people that didn't go through it can't really understand the, the quality of it and the tremendous uh, impact that they had. And it was like a couple of years after that, and I started listening to, I was listening to blues and I was listening to jazz and I was listening to, you know, whatever was constituted rock music in the 60s. And I realized that it was the guitar was like their magic wand that, uh, you know, playing the guitar was like opened up a door to a new world. And I had a hallucination, audio, an audio hallucination that said, I, you need to play a stringed instrument. So, that's right. I remember that in the book. Uh, what was the first? Can you remember the first record you bought with your own money? Uh, it was probably Twelve by Five by the Rolling Stones. Oh yeah, okay. or Love Me Do on Tolly Records, a sit single. Used to buy a lot of singles and records, and I was in the Columbia Record Club. Oh yeah, where they send you these, and there wasn't very much that was good. <laughs> But I had all of the, the Ventures stuff and Beach Boys stuff. You know, that was pretty good. But a lot of this stuff was just small. Who was the first uh, rock and roll that you saw live? What was the first gig you saw? Can you remember? Oh, gee, I used to go. It went in New York, I used to go to the Hotel Diplomat in Midtown Manhattan. And they had shows with rock bands. And I can't remember, there was one band I used to go see, but I have no idea who they, who they were. Then I started going to what the, the Village Theater, which became the, uh, the Fillmore East, 
And I saw like the Grateful Dead, the Jeff Beck group, uh, all those groups that played there. Oh, yeah. And, there's stories in the book about Percy when Led Zeppelin. <laughs> right. You get backstage. Right. He, he needed some hash. Right. And I, right. The, I had the hash. <laughs> Not beef hash, but nice, nice smokable hash. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Pedro, <laughs> here, we, we call it hash. Here, I want to play number nine from you.
Green along the stream that runs to sea. 
Spears passing through space, shadows bent on being lit, luminescent. Spears passing through. Bent on and constant, smashing hours, minutes, seconds. Determined to cage a shadow. Ethereal spears passing, shadows bent on being lit, illuminescent. To cage a shadow, no gas, no sides, holding oil with open hands, dropping, pouring, spilling in every direction. Upside and down. Side to side through everything and in everything. Pushing everything aside while still not seen. Lurking in themselves but keen. Keen to come forth and spell out this simple message. There is no fear, just avoiding the light that needs to be seen. Careful how you build cages. Be sure to remember where the crucial connections are. And when you are ready, 
when you are ready, pull them out. Smash them out and see the whole thing fall. The whole thing needs to fall. It needs to fall. The whole thing needs to lay down, dissolve, disperse. So as to reassemble, amalgamate, rejoin, and that's it. Spears passing through shadows, bent on being lit, burn bright, bring a luminescent light. Leave you as it is, not as you thought it was.
lot from Pedro's show, that chunk of music. We started number nine from Richard Lloyd. Then uh, something live from Richard Hell and the Voidoids, You Gotta Lose. I think <laughs> he told me this was the first bass line he ever wrote. Oh, really? Yeah, You Gotta Lose. Uh, you Gotta Lose was the motto of, of a guy that ran the guitar store called We Buy on 48th Street. Like, I would buy a guitar from him and like a week later bring it back to, to sell it back to him. And he would always offer like, you know, 10 cents on the dollar. And it complained like, I only bought it like yesterday, man. And they'd say, well, you got to lose. <laughs> you got to Oh, man, I didn't know that. But, man, you know how 48th Street, Manny's, all that stuff was there? Yeah. It's all gone now. I know. The whole, all music, that music wrote. It's just... Uh, uh, gone with the wind. Yeah. The only thing that stable is change. Uh, so, okay, after that was a dose will week for me, Harper Roost, St. George, Liquid Energy, 38 Tigers, Reef Purple, <clears throat> my grandfather's gold watch from Bowman's Prendon to Cage of Shadow from Golden Ghost, and finally, you doing some Jimmy, Purple Haze, yeah. and I Don't Live yeah. Today. Yeah, I found this live. It's really good. Now in oh, the book, cool. in the book, Jimmy, I think it's two socks in the gut, one in the face. Yeah, well, two, he he turned around, he put on his jacket, and turned around and cold cocked me, <laughs> face, stomach, face, and I sat down. That's it. That's it. And I just sat down and thought, and he punched me. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Hendrix just punched me. But it don't end there, because later he's, no, in the, I, I, he's in the yellow Corvette crying, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember the color, but he used to get, he had Corvettes that he would smash and send to the drum. He had them like Ludwig do champagne sparkle. Remember that color? Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, he would have his cars done in red sparkle or whatever. But he was crying because he was sorry for hitting you. Yeah, he was sorry for he. He realized that you know it had gotten out of hand, and he had just made a mistake. We were all drunk, and I thought it was great. <laughs> Only I heard uh, as I after I sat down, I heard somebody they talking, and they were saying somebody tried to beat up Jimmy. We'll kill him. Uh oh. They find him, and so I sat. I sat, you know, till everybody else had left. And uh, the guy said, you got to go. I got to clean up and lock the, lock the theater up. So I went upstairs and Jimmy was there in his Corvette. He rolled down the window and called me over to the car and uh, took my hands and was crying on them. And, uh, I, and I thought that was pretty great. I just said, Go home, Jimmy. Go get some sleep, man. You know? Wow. Now, Jimmy's influence on your guitar playing. Well, my best friend at that time was Velvet Turner. You can see him in some videos about Jimmy. Uh, he was like Jimmy's protege. Sure, and sure. I've, I've seen him. And, he, and you talk about him in the book, too. Right. And so Velvet used to go, Jimmy got an apartment on West 12th Street in the village. And I lived nearby on Jane Street. And so Velvet would go 
play guitar with Jimmy, and then he would come over to my house and show me the stuff that they were playing, working on. It was all like Jimmy's songs from the first and second records. Wow. So I got that kind of inculcation. <laughs> only, only one degree of separation. Yeah, one degree of separation. I yeah. spent a lot of time around rocks, rock stars, quote unquote. Uh, I don't know how, but I managed to get backstage all the time. Right. That was before security, you know, was you'd go to the sound check and see the band and nobody bothered you, you know. And you, and I, I remember going up to the Grateful Dead and saying, um, hey, Jerry, I, I got no money, man. Can you put me on your guest list? And he said, no, I'm full of all these uh, business people. And he said, said, Phil, I guess it was Phil. He said, Phil, you got anybody in New York on your guest list? And he said, no, nah, I don't know anybody. So he put me on the guest list. The bass man, Phil Ash. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. So uh, you think it was important, though? Uh, I mean, meeting people, but music. Yeah. I was studying the vibe that came yeah. off. Them. I wanted to know if they were like, regular people or what did they have what did they have that made them work in this way on people you know that was my great research so i wouldn't even talk to them much i was like a teenage kid so i'd get in the dressing room and just sit and watch what happened so i did that with the who and the almond brothers and uh, a number of other acts where I'd just sit in the dressing room and watch as things went down. I once got uh, with Led Zeppelin. They ushered everybody out of the room, and I was sitting in a chair, and I thought, well, he hasn't asked me to leave. So I just sat there, and they were uh, tuning up and picking out clothes to wear and stuff like that, and uh, the singer... Robert Plant, his nickname was Percy. Uh, he saw me and took a start and called for the road manager, Richard uh, Cole. He said, what's that guy doing? And I was just sitting there. And he, Richard came over and he says, what are you doing? And I, I, he said, would you please leave? And I said, well, since you put it like that, of course. <laughs> Polite, you know? Sure, sure. He had come in and it was like, everybody get the hell out and swearing up and down and pushing people out the door, you know, so the band could get ready. What about Pete, uh, Pete Townsend? What, did you, what do you think? Yeah, I was at the show that where they had the fire. Yeah. And Albert and I were at that show. And when they evacuated people, we didn't go. And there was nobody in the theater. And I said, Albert, do you smell smoke? And he said, no. I said, do you want to really leave with all the people? He said, no. So we went back in the dressing room and ate some of their food. <laughs> they had, he had pinball machines. Bill Graham had like laid out all these pinball machines in the back. For Pete? And, well, for, you know, they had pinball wizards. Yeah, right, right. That's what I was going to say, pinball wizards. 
it's, uh, you know, in the dressing room, which was pretty cool. And then I saw uh, Pete jamming with uh, the guy from the Loving Spoonful. Who was that? John Sebastian. Yeah, John Sebastian and Pete Townsend were playing, uh, and there was a harmonica guy, and uh, Keith Moon came and wanted to play drums. They got him some cardboard boxes. He was like pounding <laughs> on them. Can you remember the first gig you played in front of people? First gig, the first gig I ever played in front of people was yeah. I sat in with uh, John Lee Hooker. Wow. And fought. I went, you know, there was nobody to prevent you from at the jazz workshop. Nobody to, at the door, you know, no guard. So I just went in the dressing room and sat down. And he was talking with another person. He looked over at me and he said, and you, Sonny, what's your name? I said, Richard. He said, Richard, what you do? I said, well, I play guitar. He says, are you good? I said, oh, I met some message. He says, no, no, you're one of the greats. You're going to play with me tonight. I'm going to call you. And if you ain't there, I'm going to send for you. I'm going to come to your house and get you. Have the light. <laughs> turned on and all of this stuff and and I was like a nervous wreck but he literally did call me up and had me uh, on stage and all the band members were rolling their eyes and they gave me a guitar and put it on and and he did some boogie that went on for 15 minutes and gave me a solo section you know everybody in the band took the solo in by turns and when it came to me, he went around the, the chord progression like twice. He wouldn't let me off the hook. <laughs> he could have put symbols between my knees and that would have worked. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. That's your first gig, man. Yeah, that was my first in, in front of paying people. They weren't paying to see me, though. No, yeah, that's I understand. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> but, but still, what a pad shooter. Yeah, but uh, you know, either sink or swim. I guess uh, you got that song right. Field of fire, <laughs> trial by fire. Right, that's what it was. <laughs> well, I, I think it's amazing. We're 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 at the end of the first hour, November twenty five, twenty twenty edition. What mm. show special guest Richard Lloyd? Hold tight for hour two. You know, that's one of the reasons why digital sounded so bad. <laughs> there weren't enough ones and zeros to, to draw a circle. That's right. That's right. You, 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 you get a shortcut on the truth. And especially uh, on treble notes. Oh, you, yeah. You, and also the, I think the bottom hurts a little, too, especially with the phase. Anyway. Yeah, now they got more numbers, so it's a smoother curve. Right, right, right. Uh, November 25, 2020, second hour, watch for Pedro's show.
Thank you very much. Thanks for sticking with us. Wak wak. Wak wak Sergei. Wak wak
opening act and we chose a comedian because we figured that we didn't want any competing loud noise before we played. <laughs> yeah. So we got a comedian and he did a pretty good job and I think that was pretty rare. Yeah, it was. It was like kind of his shtick was mainly kind of sound effects on the microphone, like he's riding a, a stagecoach or shit like that. I, that's what I remember. But in the gig, <laughs> when you guys came out, the first tune, I think it was the first song off the second record or something, your guitar fell off. Do you remember that? No, that I don't remember. But you kept strumming. <laughs> you kept strumming, even though there was no guitar. It was on the deck. Then some dude came and <laughs> put it back up on you. Oh, boy. Down <laughs> yeah. with the ship. <laughs> I should tell the people, uh, we started the t second hour off with Alchemy, Richard Lloyd. Uh -huh. Sam Bennett after that, do what you're able. Eiko Ishibashi with Lickin' Salt. Waku Waku Kingdom Bird. Devilish Kiss from the Thomas Scott Quintet out of Liverpool. And finally, Misty Eyes. Richard Lloyd. So, yeah, so getting getting to play that gig when it was t time for your solo. So, I mean, you didn't mm -hmm. have any time to work on it, right? You were just waiting for him to call you. Who? John Lee Hooker. It was his idea you were going to come up there. Right. So you're just was, waiting. And play. It's just a 145 boogie. Yeah, right, right, right. You know, it's nothing, nothing too complicated. Three chords. <laughs> well, you know, fuck what TVI Stooges, that's one chord. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You don't need that many chords. Yeah, you don't even need so, three. You don't even need three. But, no. uh, you know, this, 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 this time when Alchemy came out, uh, right. this is when you wanted to start your own band, right? Exactly. Well, television broke up, and we all went our kind of went our separate ways. And both Tom and I made records, for, and uh, I made Alchemy in '79. Now, did you have tunes uh, before that that you didn't want to yeah. get to TV, and that they were just your? Yeah, okay. Right. Well, I have two like one songwriting credit on each of the first two records. Yeah, yeah. Light and Days, which are very pretty songs. Yeah, Days is a beautiful song. And, uh, yeah. yeah. It's sort of a, a weird riff that's taken off a backwards, a wrong version of Mr. Tambourine Man by the Birds, the opening riff, backwards. Of course, oh. the riff wasn't correct. But. Yeah, I can hear that. I can hear that. And then that was actually them covering Bobby Dylan. Right, of course. You know, some of them birds records, they got the, the, they got those other people playing in the band, right, on the recordings, like Carol Kay yeah. and, uh, yeah, what were they called? Uh, Hal Blaine. Right, the Wrecking Crew, right, yeah. they were called. Right, right. Carol Kay claims they never were called. She said they were called the clique. I guess her and Hal oh, really? Yeah, I ended up having some kind of war or something. She's a great bass oh, player, though. You had a war with her? I didn't, but I think she had one with Hal Blaine, because he wrote oh, that right. book. Yeah, well, she 
she can be like she can have that uh, personality <laughs> if you rub her the wrong way. Right, hard charger. Yeah, I, I want to hard charging. Right, I want to play blue and gray here. Cool.
Straighten my mate pass like a slow prey Teach me lessons like I don't know Mr. 
Watt for Pedro Show, Blue and Gray. Uh, now this is live. Well, what the spelling of Gray? You use the England. Uh huh. Was that on purpose? I don't know what you're talking about. The the word Gray. Yeah, Gray. Isn't that some kind of conspiracy theory? The Grays. Oh, like oh, yeah, but uh, I think over here we spell it with an A, and over there they spell it with an E. Oh, yeah? yeah? Right. Could be. You know, when I was little, I could not say the word aluminum until I was like 15. I would always pronounce it aluminium. That's how they say it over there. I know. I found that out much, much later that they decided in 1925 to, to make this pronunciation officially aluminum okay. but I couldn't get my mouth to say that it always went to aluminium then I found out you know so maybe I was a chemist in England in a previous life absolutely <laughs> absolutely then we had I, I found some stuff on the richardlloyd.com uh, the dirty diary with broken guitar string blues <laughs> yeah and then I also saw boldwood I played this, Wedding Shoes. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And then we heard Botanist uh, with uh, Gladitisa, which I guess is a kind of flower, and Papier mm. Teague, which is French for Paper Tiger, Chimera, which is kind of a monster, right, that turns you to stone. If you look at and then finally Soldier Blue, Revisited. Uh-huh. Lloyd. Yeah, Revisited. What, you came back to it? Yeah, well, I figured, you know, the world could always use a war song. <laughs> because there's always going to be war somewhere. So it's it's kind of using the Vietnam experience as a template to write a song. Oh, you know, Ig told me that's what he did for Search and Destroy. I didn't write Search and Destroy. No, Ig did the... the... The Stooges. Yeah. I, I the know Stooges, you did. Yeah. But what I'm saying, uh, well, yeah, I, sorry to be confusing, but how big was the Vietnam? I like, how, I like to be confused. It's yeah. okay, okay, okay. But what was the Vietnam War? It's, I think it's hard for people to know what the Vietnam War was like. You know, I was just a boy then. I was born in 57, so I'm a little oh, You missed out, luckily, on the draft. I was right smack in the middle of that draft. I was number seven. Whoa. But, but they didn't take me because I had had, I'd already been in a mental hospital. Right, right. It's in the book. Yeah, yeah. And the Stooges guys told me too about how what they had to do to keep out of that. That was a heavy deal. Yeah, there were guys wearing dresses. Yeah, and right, they, right. They would take those guys, you know, just go... Well, you're in, you know. You can't get out that way. <laughs> and then you would see the psychiatrist, and that was the big chance, you know, because if you... Right. And I said, I knew how to uh, solve the war problem. And the guy said, how? He said, shoot officers <laughs> of both sides. <laughs> then, then, you know, the ordinary soldier wants to go home. Sure, of course. What was the word for that? Frag, right? Yeah, frag your, frag your superiors. Yeah, I think it was about by that time, it was like, we better cut this shit out. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> right, right. But uh, 
Yeah, the letter from the psychiatrist. I remember that those guys telling the Ashton brothers telling me about that. He would see the guy, and hopefully get mm-hmm. a letter that would like. And you did it with that, okay? That, that yeah, bit of we advice. sat outside the psychiatrist's office, and people would go in and come out, either smiling, a thumbs up that they got out, or with their head down. If they're going in the army and going right to Vietnam, oh, it's cannon fodder. Right. Uh, people, it's the end of the second hour, November 25, 2020, Dishwap, Pedro Show, special guest Richard Lloyd, hold tight for hour three. November 25, 2020, it's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro Show. <laughs>
supervillains They know exactly what they're doing And there ain't no superheroes to save the day I'm just gonna come out and say it We ain't got the rest of our lives to get ready This is the future now. Flyway boats in blue. Estate sails for the dead. Where every old hate is new again in every color's correct. Hear me out now. They stole the elections for and square.
know what? Because they wanted to have something for the merch table, and it, they used some kind of radio broadcast, and it was kind of lame. So you said, "Hey, let's do it at my place." Exactly. Yeah. I said, "You know, we can get a much better product at my place than we can from you know the radio where you go in, and then mic you up in like twenty minutes and get a balance in ten minutes, and you know that's it." Yeah. So that's no fun. Now you were saying there was a lot of fighting off stage. Oh yeah! Was, oh my God! But that, that bit, you know, that they were fighting in '75 when they opened for television in Cleveland. Then they were, then uh, the guy who was playing guitar then Peter Lautner, he died yeah. very early on alcohol poisoning and whatever pancreatitis and he just. Uh, Anyway, so Cheetah Chrome called, uh, actually wrote me an email about would I like to do RFTT, Rocket from the Tombs, yeah, RFTT. And I said yes, because I wanted to play with Cheetah, and I didn't know what RFTT meant, but it was Rocket from the Tombs. And I went to L.A. for rehearsals and a show, and... Uh, during the first number in the rehearsal, Cheetah and David got in a big fight and uh, che- David walked off stage and it was a big mess. Oh, man. Now Almost came to blows. Did, did, can I ask you about this story? I heard that uh, P. 
Peter Lochner tried out for TV. Yeah, well, I wouldn't have known about that, but uh, oh, okay, okay. I quit, and for a brief period of time, and then I walked into a restaurant, and Tom and Fred were there eating, and I they said, "What are you up to?" And I said, "Not much." And what are you up to? And they said, "Not much." <laughs> so we got back together. <laughs> nobody, nobody even knew because that was very early. Okay. Well, when I here, here's another story I heard. When they they had a band, but they wouldn't do gigs without another guitar. You're the guy who made it possible to do gigs. Right. Exactly. Yeah. See. That, yeah. That was a great tour, though. You know, the, we did a circle tour of the U.S. in a in a van, no bus. Oh no! I've done a couple of those. <laughs> Uh -huh. I call them the circle tour because you go, you go all around the country. And That's right. Circle. Yeah, yeah, it's like a big loop. A big loop. Yeah, I did one of those with John Doe. Ah, John uh, Doe. You know John he, Doe. He's great. Cat. Uh, on his first record, Meet John Doe. Oh wow! Yeah. How did you meet him? Gary Gersh from Geffen Records called me. And uh, said, I got this, the John from X is going to make a solo record and we need some street, you know, credibility. Can you play guitar on it? And I said, well, depends, you know. I didn't know who X was. I, I like, had stopped paying attention to the scene. So yeah, this, yeah. It was so Hollywood this, scene here in the seven, late 70s. Right, a Hollywood scene. Which, so I didn't really know much of what was going on. But you ended and, up a sideman for some other people too, like Ma Matthew Sweet. Matthew Sweet, yeah, I'm on like nine of his records. Uh, uh, Lloyd Cole? No. We, no. Okay. We, once uh, he, we were at a party and uh, he had a big beard, so he was like unrecognizable. And uh, so. They said, uh, you, I want you to meet somebody. And the, the guy said, uh, Richard Lloyd, Lloyd Cole. And I was like, what? <laughs> Richard, little Richard Cole. Yeah, it didn't make much sense. But then I then I recognized him. But what about the that kind of... He, that he kind used to call... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, you, you go ahead, Richard. He used to call me uh, Lloyd Cole and ask me how to play "Glory," which is all of all of three notes. <laughs> <laughs> sort of. It's what? a little more complex than that, but not much. Oh, it's a good. It's a good lick, though. That's yeah. my on that record. That's. I mean, the days is good too, but that that, that one's good. Uh, what about that kind of work, Sideman? Yeah, well, it's, it's interesting work you know i'm i don't get much studio work because i guess because my style is recognizable and most people want the guitar to be sort of not the star uh, uh, so i don't get much studio work but uh with matthew i had a long run and uh with john we he did that record and we did that tour you know, so I went over to uh, France 
and did a record with a guy named Stefan Eicher called Carcassonne. Oh, yeah. It went to number one in France and knocked uh, Phil Collins out of the number one <laughs> slot. Good. Yeah. What, 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 what about like a contempt? You know, I think uh, Bob Quine and Ivan Julian ended up doing stuff like that, too. And all you guys have Ooh. such such individual styles. Right. I love it, man. I mean, huge uh, inspiration for us here in San Pedro. D. Boone loved the way you guys played. And and but uh between you three like those three, you, right. Ivan Julian, sure. Bob Quine, uh how did you guys relate? Was it it wasn't like competition, was it? No, not really. I mean uh with Matthew Sweet, he used both. He used all three of us, and uh, on the records, he's like pretty much the girlfriend. This uh, the biggest record he did, and uh, it was like half Bob and half me. But we didn't do it the same day, so we didn't write me. I knew Bob from when he worked at the movie uh, poster store, Cinemabilia. And when Richard Hell asked him to join the Voidoids, he wasn't going to do it because he thought, who wants to see a 50-year-old bald guy play rock guitar? <laughs> and I, thought, I said, man, you have such, that's such a look. Nobody looks like that. Yeah, sure. I, I got do, do great. Once I got to record with him, uh, Freeze Out, Visions of Joe Hanna. Uh-huh. And uh, he told me that the first guy he saw play electric guitar, he was from Kent, Ohio, or, yeah, I think right. Kent, or Akron. And he said it was Buddy Holly, 1957. Wow. Yeah. And everybody told me, watch out, he's going to tear your head off. He's a mean man. And he was the nicest <laughs> guy in the fucking world. Yeah. No, he's not a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. That's... You know, that same thing happened to me with David Thomas. He's going to rip your head off, Watt. And he was very nice. Right. Yeah. Unless he gets annoyed. <laughs> Which is just about over anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want to play Field of Fire. This is great, too. Oh, I didn't tell people what else we play. We Bad Trip for Another Umbrella, Journey in uh, Santa mm -hmm. Donata. Donata. You know, that Alice Coltrane from Bronze Age UFO out of Balmore. Tallum with It's Always Been Broken, The Land Hammers from History, and What Love Is from Rocket from the Tombs with Richard Lloyd. Now we're going to hear Field of Fire, Richard Lloyd. <laughs>
Wofford Pedro Show, last music for this edition. Field of Fire, Richard Lloyd, Glimpse Trio, Light of Lime. Light of Lime, what? Sunset, something live from uh, Poland with the Scalpel Big Band. Left Brain mm. re Reflections, Quantum Entanglement. This is from High Maya. Uh, Alan uh, Ravenstein from the Perubu was in this project, the Cleveland thing. And then finally, uh, Richard Lloyd with Steve Bader's. This is something live at CB's uh, with you guys covering the Stones. This could be the last time. Right. I think Fred Smith was on bass. Oh, yeah. We used to have these big sort of jams sessions with uh, Fred Smith and Johnny Thunders and I and uh, a bunch of other people would sing songs, etc., at Max's Kansas City or CBGB's. You know, there's a story from the book. <laughs> I mean, there's tons of them, buttloads. I love it. But one of them, you're in the city. You're in San Francisco, and you decide to go to SoCal, and you start walking with a sack of clothes and a guitar. And you end up donating the sack. You, you get to Silver Lake with just your guitar. No case. Well, <laughs> no, I had to throw my suitcase in the Pacific. Because I, I just couldn't carry the guitar and the, su the suitcase. So I put my favorite clothes in the guitar case and carried on. <laughs> oh, man. And, yeah, and you're living in Silver Lake. I mean, we're talking uh, yeah. in, in the 70s, you know. Right. I slept through the big earthquake, and I was so pissed. I woke up, and all these things were on the floor, and I thought, we've been robbed. But... The door was still locked. And then I found out that with all the water got sloshed out of swimming pools. It was 72. Right. And I wanted to feel an earthquake, you know. I got to feel one in Japan. Oh, wow. Jinshin, I think they say. Um, yeah. Uh, you're in Chattanooga now. But I am? And you're doing music. No, with the virus... No, everybody's on pause. Well, what and about what, what about composing and recording? Well, I I have a guitar next to me, and all day I play it, you know, and work out some things and keep my spirits up for when this uh, damn virus has run its course. Right. Which I suppose will be like next another year. Yeah, I know, I know. We're going to get through it, but it is, yeah. We'll get through it, but yeah, it's It's, it's a, a pain. What, besides that, that You know, the, at one point they were talking about uh, having you and I play together. Did anybody ever mention that to you? You know who did? Grant Hart. Uh-huh. The drummer of Husker Du asked me. Right. He said that you yeah. were in St. Paul for a little bit. I was. I, I went there, uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul. I was there for about a year. And when he asked me that, man, I fell on the deck. I said, uh -huh. fuck yeah. But then nothing. Yeah, it's too, too bad it didn't happen. Yeah, maybe nothing I, came of it. Maybe then there's still a future, though. Well, shit. I, with bells on, you just get <laughs> the word, Richard. I'm there for you for free. Man, you know, sort of like getting to play, you know, getting called up on the stage, you know. Yeah. 
I, I, I'd want to bring you the best. What what was uh, Fred Smith? Great bass man. Wonderful. Yeah, he made a big difference in television. But he's also uh, on on your records. Uh, is he, he on Alchemy? Alchemy. Yeah, he's the bass player on Alchemy. Yeah, and he uh, did both both mine and Tom Berlane's Electra records. Wow. So he has a uh, well, bass player's got to kind of be like that. You look good, making the other guys look good. Uh huh. That's right. <laughs> I always say with the bass, if you can't really hear it, you feel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's perfect, you know? Yeah. It's, you know, like a lot of people when they're in the head, they look at the tile. Well, we're the grout. The bass is the grout. <laughs> yeah, I thought the guitar player was the grouter. But any hole, he's going to fill it with like a thousand notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too many notes. But Too that, many damn notes. But, but that's what's great about your style, man. You, you make yours count. I, I love it. They're not gratuitous, man. They ain't just fucking... No, they got to tell a melodic story. You know, it's like a little song inside a song. Right. Well, in the book, you talk about how you really work on solos. You really develop them. With television, I did. And with my own stuff, I do. Uh, with some of the things like Matthew Sweetie did... Barely any rehearsals, and I uh, would hear the song like two or three times, and then they would start recording, and uh, they would keep stuff that I would have uh, redone. <laughs> and you said, well, your mistakes are better than most people's play best playing. <laughs> and then on the plane home, I would suddenly realize, you know, the, what the song was after the fact. That's a trip. Any advice for anybody young getting into this racket? Well, you gotta. You can't expect somebody to come along and pluck you out of it, uh, obscurity and make you a quote star end quote. Uh, you gotta develop your own little scene. So get a bunch of your buddies together, and hopefully you find a place that nobody else really wants to take, and you know push you out of. And create your own little scene. And if you can do that, then people will come. That's great advice. That's great. Now, you got a website, richardlloyd.com. People can go also, there. Also, uh, everythingiscombustible.com. Every, everythingiscombustible.com. Yeah, which is the title of my book, Everything is Combustible. Which I recommend to everybody. Even if you're not into music, you got to read this book, man. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I hope it's some kind of literature. It is not, not just a uh, tell-all or or the dish. No, no, it's a journey. It's a journey, and I could relate. Right. I could relate to it. I mean, and then also, cool. also, you expanded my mind. So thank you so much, Richard. All right. Okay. People, Thanks, Mike. Yeah, and uh, when we get over this, the, the this uh, sitch with the stuff and you get some new music recorded can you come back on the show and we talk about it i absolutely would uh, love to. excuse me i said i would love to ah it's beautiful thank you so much it's been the november 25 2020 edition of the Watt for pedro show keep your powder dry